Hi. Hello. I can't say good morning, I guess. You can't say good morning, because we were recording this on a Sunday afternoon in breaking of tradition. It may as well be the morning. Yeah, it feels like morning. Sunday afternoons are actually some the only time in the week I'm more tired than in the morning. Mm. I'm thoroughly convinced that Sunday afternoons are designed for napping. I think the good Lord intended it that way. I would accept that as mm-hmm. logic. I don't know. Yeah. Something about the seventh day and resting. I don't know. It's kind of a theme throughout the scriptures. Don't know if you picked up on it. I mean. But it kind of shows up every once in a while. It does. But, you know, can rest anytime. I just more. There's too many people in the world. So as soon as Sunday morning is done, I need a nap. I need a nap. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> you know what? Life. It is after the Lord created people that he rested on the seventh hey, day. That's that's why he did it. The Lord's an introvert. I'm <laughs> kidding. No, he's, <laughs> that's so bad. He, he's not. I'm wow. sorry. I'm sorry to whoever might This be. was not where I thought this conversation was going to go for so a second. <laughs> well, crap. I didn't mean to say that. I'm really tired. That okay. was excellent. I'm going to preface. I haven't slept. I've slept like... Maybe eight hours in the last 72. So yep. I'm kind of dead. That's fun. Your so, voice is also dead. You're yeah. healthy, but you were screaming at a soccer game. So. Yeah, so I just finished a soccer tournament. So my body hurts. My voice is gone because I was cheering on the guys. And I was just getting over a cold. And so yeah. like my voice was already kind of weak. And then I yelled all weekend. As one does. As one does. I'm also the keeper. So like I'm yelling to do mm-hmm. things. Like, I don't know. That's kind of part of my job is I yell at my teammates. I don't have this problem because I'm not an athlete. So my body hurt. Yeah, Pam watched me go down the stairs and she's like, you good there, old Mm -hmm. man? You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I say that anytime you go down the stairs, (sighs) though. It hurts so bad. Anyways, so Pam, please explain to me why you're not a hobbit. I'm thoroughly convinced that you are. I don't have hairy feet. So there is that. I'm also... I'm kidding. That's a joke. Okay, well, I mean, I could. She doesn't have hairy feet. I I, my her. toes are cold because it's winter out, so no. So, what if, um, so you're saying it would be nice if you had hairy feet? I, and no, because their feet are so big. Do you they wish can't... that your feet were like huge and no. calloused and hairy? No. Do you secretly wish that, Pam? No, I don't. Not in any capacity. Because I hate feet. I I do. Okay, so then okay, so why anyway, else are you not a hobbit? I'm you're a not hobbit. a hobbit. You're I don't. Hobbit. As much as I love food, I don't eat more than two meals a day. I, the thing is, their meals are so small. Maybe a snack. I guess maybe. That's not a fair argument. Like, they also yeah. party way too much. They're, they they're, love people. They're extroverted. Um, I, no, well, except for Bilbo. Bilbo Baggins is the most relatable <laughs> character on the planet because in the beginning of The Hobbit, and I have my issues with The Hobbit, but the very beginning, Bilbo has sat himself down to a lovely meal yep. of fish that he cooked and he prepared. You can tell he's just, he's oh, just yeah. living life. He's just living. He is happy. And then there's a knock at the door right as he's squeezing his lemon over his mm-hmm. fish. And the look on his face of just, like, who on earth, earth. is that? Oh, that's when who had the audacity? That scene in the movie is the only redeemable scene in the, in the movies. The Hobbit because Martin Freeman captured that disdain so well. I will say, as much as just problem as I have with the Hobbit trilogy, which should never be a trilogy. Shouldn't be. The uh, actors was were all good. perfectly cast. It was. So well cast. Except for Philly and Killy were way too good looking for dwarves. Yeah, and Thorn. Dwarves aren't supposed to be cute. Thorn was not Richard Armitage is way too attractive to be a dwarf. Yeah, exactly. Excuse you. Yeah. He is my ideal casting for Mr. Darcy. If anybody wants to make a remake of Pride and Prejudice. Oh, we should watch North and South because he plays like a Darcy Mm -hmm. type character. Fair enough. Um, Another reason I'm not a hobbit is, yeah, I'm not an extrovert. Um, I 
I'm not a morning person. I I don't like mornings. Mm. Uh, and Bilbo seems to just love mornings. He's out in there first thing in the morning smoking a pipe, and don't do that either. And I'm just sitting there like, I would rather, like, I'm more the kind of person who's up late. See, I think, yeah, but like, you know, okay, but the Hobbits, their party scene means that, like, they stay up late. They do. They are night yeah. owls. Also, you hate the outdoors. I hate so the outdoors. So you love the books thing, and like, sitting yeah. in your study. But yeah. that was like an anomaly for Hobbits. Yeah. Bilbo was an exception. Basically, I'm Bilbo Baggins. So you've now... This proved your whole argument of that you're not a hobbit because oh you're just right you are a hobbit oh wait but I'm not but you're uh, just a took I'm just yeah I'm not like a f- I'm or I'm a, a handy half. book you're just I'm one a half of those hobbit <laughs> half thing you're one of those crazy tooks from Buckland I would be a took from Buckland second cousin on his mother's side fine. anyway so if you haven't figured it out we're gonna be talking about Lord, Lord of the, the Rings. Rings which is something I've been informed we really should have done a long time ago seeing as our we top. had it on our yeah. original list of yeah, things we to talk about because. In light of the name, it's not an allegory. That was one of the movies, books that, movie slash books that inspired the name. It's not an allegory. And by the way, we are aware that we are taking a lot of liberty with the definition allegory. I get told we regularly. We know there's types of allegories. Yeah. We we go with like illustrative allegories, and that's yeah. what we talk about. Mostly. And how like every, sometimes people get too allegorical and like, oh, it's just like a nice story, and it has no life implication whatsoever. We'll kind of clarify a lot of things in this yeah. podcast. Then. Yeah, this is like the episode that should have come first, but we just didn't. But here do. we are two years in. You're welcome. Realizing after my sister came up to me and said, "Hey, you know, you've never actually talked about this, and it sounds really dumb," and I was like, "Oh, well, well that's fun." That, that makes sense. Well, we explained some. I guess when some we talk to Travis, we explained yeah. a little more about allegory. But here we're going to clarify more about where our brains were at when we named it. It's not an allegory. Mostly Lord of the Rings, because I watched Lord of the Rings she last night. She watched it last night without me, because I was in a van driving home. But you know what? I've watched them enough times. I could just watch them in my head at any it's given true. moment. Actually, you know what? I kind of am watching them in my head at any given moment. Yeah. Let's be real. I watched Lord of the Rings. I've watched Lord of the Rings twice a year, at least, for the last... 15 years? Yeah. 16 years? Something like that? That's what you do. At least. I support that. And they are still my favorite. I still notice new things about them. They're so brilliant. They are brilliant. Best movie adaptation of a book ever. Yeah. I will argue that. That is the hill I will die on. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I I think I can agree with that. It's not perfect. Oh. But it's lovely. Yeah. But it's beautiful. The Hunger Games were a good adaptation. Because they missed a lot of detail. You know what? If I liked the book, the if you liked Games, the book I might have yeah. actually liked the movie, but I despised the yeah. book and I despised the movie. Had nothing to do with the book-to-movie adaptation. It was just purely I hated the story yeah. immensely. Fair enough. I That was the only time I was actually okay with them splitting something into two parts as well. Mm. Because it made sense when they split Not them up. one it, book into three, yeah, three movies. It was like they... The book was put in two different settings. Like, it was part one. Like, the book almost was a part one mm-hmm. and part two thing. So it made sense. And then the characters they got rid of was more just so that they didn't have to pay more actors. It's easier mm-hmm. to just assign three character, three actors for th- four movies than to assign, like, ten different actors. Mm-hmm. So they wrote out some characters that were, like, minor characters and just put, old, like, older characters back in. Instead of having new costumers, it was just the same ones all the way through, mm. which I liked. Also, like, they got rid of small details without, like, erasing the story. Like, they didn't erase anything that was too major. Other than, ah, uh, Peter lost his leg in the first book. They didn't include that. So, Pam, Lord of the Rings. 
Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I let you go and for a Martian. long time on that. The Martian's also one of the best ones. Anyway. <laughs> so, here we're going to start with something yeah. kind of fun. We're going to tell each other who we think, which which character from Lord of the Rings the other person is the most mm-hmm. like. I'm going to let Pam go first. Yeah, I know you, what she's going to yeah. say, and I freaking love it, and she hates yeah. how much I love it. But, no, so I don't. Pam, I love it. Okay, which it's character perfect. from Lord of the Rings am I the most like, in your humble opinion? I should just tell you it's like... Radagast. <laughs> I honestly would love that. I know. He's not from Lord of the Rings. I'm a Hobbit. Uh, I know. Um, okay, so I guess we is, could expand. Yeah, like it could, could be Hobbit or Silmarillion if you yeah. want to go all the way back. No, I th- I'm confident with my answer. Although Radagast was actually a close second for me. Fantastic. Um, I would love to live in a tree with birds in your hair and mice. Honestly, and, yeah. If I lived in a tree, who cares? Fair enough. Um, my character for you, and this is high praise, is Sam. Heck Sam yeah, it is. Sam Wise the Brave. Because. That is me. <laughs> Why? See. Why am I Aaron Sam? is actually the most chipper person I've ever met in my life. That Even, is a lie mm, and you know it. Okay, aside from my roommate. <laughs> but <laughs> okay, in, well, in, my, in my circle of being, like, you do have a pretty positive outlook look on things. Even when things are awful, you're just, like, pointing out how God is being glorified in things. Like Sam, when he's sitting there and he's like, these are all the things, like, his monologue at the end of the first one. Second one. Second one. Second one. By rights, we shouldn't even be here. Yeah, it wasn't even that in the one. Books, but it's fine. I know, it but was still that's, a good monologue. that's one of my favorite monologues, and I quote it often, even though I'm, you know, it's not in the book, but whatever. It's not in the book. Anyway, so, but that's, like, one of the things that come to mind when I think of you. Also, the where it's like... What are you? His bodyguard? And Sam's just like, his, his gardener. gardener. That's you. <laughs> to I a love, T. I do love gardening. Down to people thinking you're my, bar- gar- uh, you're my bodyguard, and then you're just like, actually, I'm just a gardener. <laughs> or a baker. And do you gardening. do love gardening and baking. I love food. And you're kind of goofy. And what? Me? Over-prepared for everything. I just picture Sam walking around I with his giant... I want to argue with this so much. <laughs> but you can't. can't. I've seen your car. I would carry a box you would. of salt with me across the world. You would. I 100% You would. would. I'm like, I want to deny it. I want to deny it so bad. But I'm the, I'm the, in my dorm room, I have all of the baking ingredients needed to make bread at any given moment. And she does. And I do. Yeah. And so, and just like, kind of the one who's just like... You know, you got all these problems, and I can't really do anything about it, but, you know, we'll go to Mount Doom. Sure. Yep. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. That's your vibe. It's funny, because I'm currently wearing a necklace with yeah. a, a long chain with my Lord of the Rings ring on the end of it. So really, I should be Frodo, but that's okay. I will take Sam any day, because I freaking love Sam. I actually never really thought that I related to him so much mm-hmm. until, like, the last couple of years, where I was just mm-hmm. like... He brought frying pans. He brought salt in case they had a roast chicken. Yep. Yep. That sounds like who he I want to like, be when I grow up. We're in the middle of nowhere. People could kill us. We're going to roast some conies. Because why not? It is funny because we always joke that our friendship is like Mary and Pippin. Yeah. And I'm, what am I? The You're Pippin. Pippin. I'm the, and because everybody thinks that she's the mature one. Hey. Uh, I egg you on. Hey. And then you hey. do stuff. And then I go clean it up after. And you know that's true. <laughs> Is that a sign of maturity, though? Okay, well, everyone thinks that you're the leader. How about that? That's actually, that's yeah. accurate. When it's actually me saying, you should go do this. And you saying, okay. And then I'll go, <laughs> but I'm always there to get you out of it. 
Aaron's back. I want to argue with this, and I can't. I'm just going to drink my tea. Yeah. Okay. We're not drinking coffee today because it's afternoon, and I need to sleep, and Erin needs her voice, so. Yeah, I also will want to sleep tonight because yeah. I'm really tired. This will yep. be an interesting podcast. I couldn't put a thought together if you held a gun to my head and said, say something intelligent. So, this will be an interesting time. Who am I, Erin? Okay. You're going to take this the wrong way at first. Actually, all of you are going to take this the wrong way at first, but let me explain. You're going to say Gollum. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I would not be that cruel. I, I wouldn't be that mean. And I'm, I'm going with Lord of the Rings, even though I could think of maybe some Hobbit characters or like... Actually, if I, if I went and read the Silmarillion again, I could probably put you in one of those. Pretty easily. I'd be an elf. I'm going to... No. Uh, maybe. Okay. Here, here's you, Pam. You are Gimli. I can see that. Okay. Let me explain. <laughs> she, is, she has no beard. She wields no axe. She's pretty short, so that works fairly well. Her hair is not red, and she doesn't live in a hole under a mountain. But. But. Sarcastic, curmudgeonly, but lovable, kind of tough on the outside person. <laughs> also, if we're going to go with Book Gimli, I'd say actually our friendship might be more comparable to Gimli and Legolas. Yeah. Because we are unlikely friends. Yeah. We really are. We Okay, when Pam and I first started at Miller here, we were in the same hall. And Pam decided within the first... Five minutes of meeting me, that uh, she was not going to be friends with me. Yep. She hated me sure at did. first. She thought I was a jerk. She thought I was obnoxious, which might be true. Yeah, but it is. <laughs> but not for the reasons you thought it was true. No. You thought I was like, just this, someone that you were going to, you're like, oh, I have to live with this girl all year. But after, what, like two weeks? Three I weeks or that. so, something like that? Around then, we just started nerding out about stuff and you realized I was actually not trying to be a jerk. I was just a bit abrasive at, yep. at times. I just kind of say things how it is and I don't really care. Yeah. So I don't want to offend people, but people are kind of, offend I actually, I have a history of bad impressions of yeah. people. I, I'm, if you meet me at first, I'm so sorry. Give me a couple weeks. You'll warm up to me. Mm -hmm. I warm up to you. I'm yeah. also hopelessly awkward with new people. It's true. So I'm, your first impression of me is not going to be accurate. I'm good with first impressions, and then people realize that their first impression was not, or was way nicer than I deserved. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so, okay, so with Gimli, so you're the Gimli to my Legolas. Mm -hmm. I'm not like Legolas, but, mm -hmm. like, you get oh, it. Yeah. Also, like, you are a leader in a lot of ways, but you, in terms of, like, following along on an adventure... Like, you would totally sail with me to the Undying Lands I if would. I asked you to. Oh, yeah. And you'd just be like, well, here's this cool place that I really love, and I know you don't understand, but let me show you why I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. You love that. You thrive on things like that, like the world of poetry and the way your brain works. Y your poetry... Poetry is your is your mountain kingdom that you want to show... That's right. I have a kingdom. All of the people who don't understand and who would rather dwell under the stars, you're like, but let me show you this dark world and why it is beautiful. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Also, I totally would carry a giant battle axe. You totally I would. <laughs> <laughs> I would, and I wouldn't feel bad. Oh Unironically. Oh, yeah. so, like, <laughs> while we were watching Lord of the Rings, I may or may not have been looking on Amazon to find a replica of an axe or a sword. And also, things like, don't tell the elf. Don't tell the elf. Don't tell Aaron mm -hmm. that I did this stupid I thing. I say that all the time. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. I know you do. And because like, those people you'll don't. go do something. I'll be like, oh, she does that. No, I can't. I'll never hear the end of it. Yep. Okay. That's true. There we go. Also, our, our competitive, your competitiveness. Still only counts as one. <laughs> still only counts as one. Anyways. <laughs> you know what? If you, we should have disclaimed at the beginning that if you. Spoilers. Can, if you haven't seen Lord of the Rings, first off, what are you doing with your life? You're not going to have a voice after no, this. Secondly. Stop listening now because we're going to talk about a lot of things that you won't understand and you'll just think, Yeah, wow. if it gets spoiled at this point, this is your fault. Yeah, exactly. It's been out for 20 years. The movies have been out for 20 years. The books have the been, books out, have been for like out for like 80. <laughs> 80? 90? 90. 90 years now. A little over 90. Holy crap. Came out in like the 30s. I first watched those movies in like, I think 05 or 06. It was the first time I watched it. Skipped over the scary parts, obviously. My parents did. Shamelessly didn't watch the entire scene with Sheila. Nice. Fair enough. I think the scene I remember my parents skipping was they were a little late to skip the dead marshes. And I was mm. freaking out. We also... Internally. I, externally, I was like, oh, what's happening? But I also forgot the extended edition had a scene where they, like, used tripeches to throw heads over a wall. That's fun. Yeah, that was fun. There's more decapitation. so much. It's gross. Anyways. Yeah. That's such, that's... such good... Okay. Who's your favorite character, though? That's such a hard question. I hate that, because I could explain why I love them all. This is going to be a 15-part series. Where Aaron... <laughs> I'm going to go through each and every single one and explain why I love them. I've read the books only twice. I'm, I'm, I'm starting a thing where I read them every two years. And then it might end up being every year, because it's so easy to read them once you've read them once. So, um, I read them fairly recently. This is going to put a feather in your cap, but Gimli might be my favorite character. I love Gimli. I love Gimli so much. He's a very um, diverse character. Actually, you know what? I'm going to say Book Aragorn. Mm. Book Aragorn is my favorite. Because, like, movie Aragorn, they really... It was part of his character, but they really played up his silent brooding kind of thing. And he was actually very poetic, very kind, really funny character. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Same with, like, actually Book Legolas actually yeah. has a character. Orlando Bloom did a great job, but, like, yeah, we never see his conversations with Frodo. People would laugh. They're like, Legolas never even talked to Frodo. It's like, well, they did travel together for, like, a year before they split Mm -hmm. up. So, like, I'm sure they spoke to each other at least once. We're just not seeing it in the movies. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, Aragorn. Aragorn's really great. Uh, We'll talk later about it, but, like, he is a picture of Christ in the books, though he's not an allegory. But he is a picture of it. He's a very good hero. He's a loving and benevolent king. Mm-hmm. I think he... I just... I love his courage. I love his trust. Like, he trusts Gandalf. Mm-hmm. I love... He's a very wise man. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's, he's who I look for in a man. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Someone like Aragorn. Mm-hmm. hmm I mean, who wouldn't? But, like... Yeah, yeah honestly. He's, he's, <laughs> he's pretty solid. So, I, I think Aragorn is probably my favorite. It's fair. And just, like, I don't know, like, the, the, the prophecies around him and, like, his sword. In the books, he carries around the broken sword the whole time. And that's so cool. I love that. And then when it's reforged, it's just like, oh, so go claim your kingdom. And he always wanted to. It's just great. I just love it. It's a good story. It's a good story. Who is your favorite character and why? Eowyn. Just, that's all. I love why, Eowyn. Because she... Because it, it fits your feminist agenda? Yes. Also, <laughs> like... Sorry. That sounds really mean, but Pam... I love it. So yeah. she's so... She's like, the Gimli she's, to my leg list. So as much as I make fun of her, that's why we're friends. Anyway. I just... I love that she... I love her courage. I love that oh, she... She's brilliant. She could be put in a mold, 
And, like, she's given the easy way out a lot. Her greatest fear says so much about her. But she... A yeah, a cage. And it's I not think death. It's I get that, too. Uh, that's mine, as well. And, like, I just... She she has convictions, and she stands by them, and she's not afraid to be alone in them. Mm. She's also, like, she's one of the most courageous, fierce girls in the book, but that doesn't undermine her femininity and her gentleness mm. and her bravery. She's and an like eagle. her Yeah. She's a very, like, she's soft, and she's, she's soft-spoken, mm. especially in the movie, but she's not going to be pushed around. Mm-hmm. And the scene with the Witch King was my favorite thing I watched oh, growing so up. Big. I have... I am no man. I, I love like, that. That's, I <laughs> giggled when I watched it last night because I was just so, so happy. happy. And, yeah. like, she's just everything I wanted to be. Also... I do love her. She's really great. She deserved Faramir with all that she is. Yeah. Her and Aragorn would not have worked. No. I love Fire. He was right when he said it is with mm-hmm. it's just a passing fancy. It's mm-hmm. just like, yeah. I I really love her. You say Faramir? I do. I say Faramir. I say everything with an A weird. You do. It's one of my many talents. I say pasta and lava and llama and drama and Faramir. Okay, and Canada. No, you don't. I was just bugging you. So I have to call them. Yeah, Aowen's pretty great, and like I, of course, she's your favorite. The, the feminist in you can't oh. help but just love. And when Eowyn. she decapitates the Nazgul, I scream every time because she's so she's such a boss. <laughs> she's a queen. <laughs> I'm so just sitting there like, Haha. she's great. Yeah, I love her character development too. I like mm-hmm. yeah, her story's really cool. Mm-hmm. So, I we touched on this for a second, but why? Why do Christians think the Lord of the Rings is an allegory? It's not just... It's mostly Christians. Most, hey, but most like, Christians will see it. Lots of people who aren't Christians will be like, like no, it's not. Are they fishing for an yeah, allegory where there is none? Yeah. Why, why do we say it's not an allegory? What's what's the dealio here? Okay, well, the like first thing that you gotta know was is that J.R.R. Tolkien was a believer, to yeah. our knowledge. Like, yeah. um, he... And he wrote as such. He was very much someone who was... Studying scripture, he was a smart man. Um, and I think when you're a Christian in a world of art, to any degree, you're going to be putting, especially, I think, storytellers, put Christian concepts and morals into their story. There's a thread of gospel in every yeah. timeless tale. Yeah. And Lord of the Rings. Every single is... one. Like, all, like, the hero that, oh, yeah. like, sacrifices himself to save mm-hmm. someone else. That's mm-hmm. a thread of of gospel story mm-hmm. because that's what makes a good story mm-hmm. because it's also what makes a good and wonderful reality the mm-hmm. gospel truth that mm-hmm. we live in and like the truth is like it, when you read lord of the rings you under like you see different aspects of the mm-hmm. gospel and so when christian and you know christians are have their eyes open to see that with things we're looking and for it too. Yeah, we're looking for it. We and because we, we have a basis it. for good and evil, we see characters like Sauron hmm. and orcs, and it's we, like the embodiment of evil. Yeah. We just sit there and think that that's the embodiment of evil. There's no redeeming quality. Even you know, going back to Silmarillion, he's he was a bright character. 
he was an angel of light. he was an angel of light who fell like mm-hmm. you can't look at that and then he that. disguised himself yeah. as an angel of light when he was really when evil. he was actually when he was the necromancer the rings, he was yeah and so well, forging it was, the rings, oh yeah even that living amongst mm-hmm. the elves or living in gondor yep. he's living in gondor, gondor as an elf and so you can't look at that and say that there was no parallel like christians oh, who do art parallels but is it an allegory yeah and so i think christians also like see anything where the gospel could be Cause where could it be used as an illustration? Yeah, it, where it's and like like I've, a little picture of it yeah. here and there. And I've heard the gospel, like the Lord of the Rings, used as an illustration. You know, in youth group when yeah, youth, pop culture. Yeah, pop like, culture. You know, my youth group also used Infinity War and uh, yeah, that I know. hurts me a little it bit. It was it was small things. It what they didn't try and make an allegory, but Good. you know, you like you, you take any like. Our brains are wild, wired to look for good and evil. Yeah. And yeah. so when you see something like that, that's so blatant. We're also looking for the right resolve mm-hmm. to a battle between good mm-hmm. and evil. Like, there's been many good stories told where it's not the classic, mm-hmm. like, it's an unexpected mm-hmm. twist of, like, oh, well, the bad mm-hmm. guy ends up being a morally mm-hmm. great character and they end up winning or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But those are not timeless stories. They don't no. last long. Yeah. And they like, really don't. You might enjoy them for a while, but they, mm-hmm. they fade quickly because we cling to the ones where good yeah. reigns be, and, like, sacrificial love mm-hmm. and all these things, we love mm-hmm. them. Like, yeah. And especially, like, like, with Lord of the Rings, like, when it's so blatant, you can't help but use it and equate it in your mind to the gospel. Like, you're even in the characters, like, how characters are carried, like, they all fall short. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the picture falls apart pretty quickly with all of them. But... You can't deny that there are, like, there's aspects with all of them. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I have something marked. <laughs> yeah, like the, um, where they fall apart, like, you might look to, okay, is Frodo, mm-hmm. Frodo, is he the one who's the Jesus picture? Like, mm-hmm. is he the Jesus of the, the story? Because mm-hmm. he's carrying the weight of sin as mm-hmm. Christ did for us, but Frodo falls. He's sinful. He he makes all these mistakes mm-hmm. kind of thing. He succumbs to the ring continually. Um, so mm-hmm. he can't be the Jesus picture, right? So what about Gandalf? Well, he dies, comes mm-hmm. back to life, but he's not the king, and he's not the one who yeah. destroys anything. He just helps. Mm-hmm. So he can't be the Jesus picture. Mm-hmm. He kind of is, but he also isn't. Mm-hmm. Is Sam, the gardener, the helper, mm-hmm. the one who the is every step leader. along the way, the gentle leader kind of thing. Um, but he doesn't carry the weight of sin. Mm-hmm. He doesn't destroy it. Mm-hmm. So he can't be the Jesus picture. Mm-hmm. Aragorn, he's the king, the prophesied mm-hmm. king. Uh, in the books, he's the healer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was there was actually a prophecy around mm-hmm. Aragorn that only is shown in the books. So sad it didn't make it to the movies. Where after the battle on the fields of Pelennor, he goes into the city and he starts healing people. He's actually the only one who could heal Eowyn. That's why Aragorn shows up to heal her. Like why she's unconscious like that is because only the king could heal this this dark magic thing, like this poisoning of Sauron's that Eowyn and Merry had for mm-hmm. defeating the Witch King of Angmar. Someone's going to be calling me a nerd at this moment, but that's okay. Uh, But an older lady in the healing house saw Aragorn there healing her and Mary and said, I remember from when I was a child this prophecy that the king Mm -hmm. would come and he would heal. And that's when we would know the king has returned. And that's, and then it spreads all around that the the return of the king has come. Yeah. And like, there's just so many pictures, but they fall short. Yeah. But with those pictures, like, I remember being told, like, you know, it's a picture of Christ in this way and this way. And so, yeah, it's easy for Christians to think that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
So along with that, um, we'll, we'll come back to like the allegory thing in a second, but which character is the real hero, Pam? Okay, it's Sam, just so you know. <laughs> and J.R.R. Tolkien himself insists that it was Sam. Mm-hmm. Wrote it because Sam was the hero. When in doubt, go to the author. When in doubt. Story of, um, story of your life. He he is the one who, like, I think the picture, the, the, the line in the movie, and I can't remember if it's in the book. I think it is in the book, but... That just kind of puts it together in my mind is he's like, I can't carry your burden for you, for you, but I can, can carry, carry you. you. And he carries Frodo up the, up the mountain. And I think that is the picture of why he is the hero. He mm. he was not obligated to go on this quest. He chose to. He chose to. He was eavesdropping and Gandalf. I didn't drop no eaves, sir. Yeah. Well, and then he <laughs> said I'm going with you. And then Frodo tried to give him an out, and he said no. Frodo, Frodo kept... tried to send him home. Frodo tried so many times to send him home, and... And he said no. He said no. Every single time. And he, like, Frodo wasn't really given a choice. No, it was kind but, of thrust upon him. But Sam did. Sam could have turned back. And Sam honestly had a lot more to live for than Frodo did. All of his family was gone. He had a girl back home. He had a girl back home. He had a life. He had family. He had a garden. He had his... He had his old gaffer, and his old gaffer. he <laughs> sat there and he said, yeah, no, I'm going, and you can't stop <coughs> me. And I think that's what makes him the real hero. Mm. You know, he he fought. In, he also never succumbed to the ring. He never did, and he did carry the ring for a short time. He did? After and she loved. willingly gave it back. And he gave it back without a heartbeat's thought. He didn't wear it once. He knew it could have saved him. He wore it in probably the most dangerous place that he could have been. He knew it could have saved him, and he didn't. He mm-hmm. was not tainted by the ring any anyway. He did wear it in the books. He might have, but when I can't he remember. Came into the castle thing. He might have. I can't I remember. remember. I haven't read it. In oh a very shoot! Long time. Someone message us and let us know if yeah. you've read it more recently than we have. We'll just go read it again. Honestly, it's fun. That's a good excuse to go read. Yeah, I see no problem. <laughs> but yeah, I think he's the hero, and he's the picture of, like. Nobody can look at Sam and say he did anything wrong. Hmm. He didn't. He didn't. It's true. Oh, Sam so much. He was good for the sake of good. Mm-hmm. He, and he was loving, even though he saw the worst in everything. He saw his best friend succumb to the ring and be tempted and fall apart and almost turn into, and in, like, another... In their darkest goal. moments. Yeah. He said, do you remember the taste of strawberries? Yeah. Like, that's... Who... Like, what... It, he was seen as such a, a dumb character, kind of. He's comic relief in a lot of ways. Oh, even yeah. in the books. Oh, yeah. But I think there's a certain... There's a wisdom to that. To, yeah. the, to the way he approached those situations. It wasn't a... He didn't try and give a, a poem or write a song about about their troubles. He simply wanted to remind Frodo of times when life was good and when there was peace and when they had no troubles. And while they were than, doing what they did. Other than, where are we going to get enough mm-hmm. cream for these strawberries? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that that is so beautiful. I love that. It makes me want to go garden. Because I love my garden so much. There's a reason you call me. Yeah. Yeah. I see it. I see it. I just love that. It's such yeah. a... Oh, I love Sam so much. He's so great. He's such a great character. Tolkien! What a legend. I love Tolkien so much. I love him. So, I guess I, I'm the one who wrote these questions. You should probably be asking me this, but 
Why does Frodo get flack? And why does he deserve more dang respect? Can you tell Aaron's passionate about this question? I love Frodo so much. I think the main reason is because, honestly, most people haven't read the books. And that's the truth. Amen. Most people have not read the books. Go read they the books. see Elijah Wood, who, by the way, did a pretty good job. He at, overacts a bit, though. He does overact. I do love Elijah um, Wood. No disrespect. But he did a great job playing Sorry, Frodo. Sorry, Mr. Wood. And <laughs> Don't I think offend. the reason that people, like, you know, you see... It's kind of how you see, When we watch a hockey game and we see a bad goal, we think, oh, I could have done that better. And, like, we're watching Frodo... Ooh. The go through hubris. things. Yeah, and we're just like, oh, I wouldn't have done that. Yes, I you would. I would have put the ring on. You would have. Because you want power as much as everybody else. You do. You want to be invisible. You want an easy fix. You want that. And guess what? It's a symbol of temptation and sin. And we're all sinners. That's the point. He's supposed to because he's not supposed to be perfect. Because we, like all men, desire power above everything yes, else. Yes, exactly. And so people just think it's kind of, yeah, it's the hubris of it. Like, you think you can do it better. And it's like, well, let's put you but in this like, scenario. But like, let's remember what the ring represents. Yeah. Over and over in the films, they give you visual representation that the ring is heavy. Mm-hmm. When you drop it in someone's hand, their hand drops. Because it's a heavy, heavy thing. The chain cuts into Frodo's neck. Yeah, and like it, like when they drop it on the marble, it doesn't bounce. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't bounce. It doesn't roll. It's because it's and it's thud. a weighty, weighty thing. Yeah, and if you forget that the ring is is an embodiment when there's not actually a body. I don't know. I don't know when it's the representation of all yeah. sin and evil and darkness in this world, and into which all cruelty and malice was. Poured into the very essence of cruelty and malice is in the ring. I'm currently holding my ring. Replica, yeah, she is. And I don't care. It's very ominous. <laughs> kind of getting Sauron vibes. I think Sauron I chose the wrong character. But like, that's the picture of it. And so, you so, know, look at your own life. And how no doubt he fell. No doubt yeah. he succumbed a bit. But also, Book Frodo is a hundred times stronger. He is. Yeah. Like, Book he Frodo is a can handle everything well. Um, and like he like he does struggle and he does fall, but so do we. And so I think people just take the picture of Frodo that's in the movie and assume that that's all of Frodo. Just saying, there are three novels that are as thick as War and Peace. <laughs> that they're big books. Are super wordy, they're super with ultra fine print that hurt my eyes to read now because I have bad eyes and. That we're just supposed to accept that... Did Tolkien need two pages to describe a sunset? Some would argue no. But there's also... A Most, I'm a poet, and I would argue no. <laughs> he probably like, is a tad wordy. Tolkien was the man that people hated going on walks with him because he would stop to analyze every single tree, every would. single flower, and he would just yeah. stop to ponder them. Mm-hmm. He That man was in no rush for anything. No. I aspire to have that level of patience. Yeah. He's He's like an ant. He is an ant. He wrote the ants thinking about himself. Actually, he wrote them thinking about C.S. Well, I know Lewis. he did, but... Like, but it's really funny. It's just, like, funny. the irony of it. Yeah. It's just, like, he, he made fun of C.S. Lewis. Actually, we've talked about this on the podcast mm-hmm. before. But he made fun of Lewis and wrote Treebeard. And, like, this one who talks really slow and is really long-winded and talks in poetry and songs and stuff. And you never asked him to recite his poetry, but he does it anyways. He was making fun of Lewis. But I'm like, that's big talk coming from a man who's, like... Stops to admire every single tree yeah. on a walk. It's like your family hates going for walks yeah. with you. Cause... 
And it's true. But yeah, that's that's why I think that's pretty bold. But you know what, Lewis got him that. back. Lewis yeah, got Lewis him back. did. But the Professor Diggory was based on Tolkien. Yeah. Which that's actually quite the compliment. It is. I like. But it's just funny the vocal manner is like the mannerisms of, oh, yeah. of the professor. Anyways, also a great book. But yeah, that's why Frodo is actually a great character. And if you don't think so, that's because you haven't read the book. It's because you're looking at those stupid memes that make fun of him all the time, and it's like, proceeds to fall 36 times. It's like, well, you know what? If you were bearing all the weight of sin in the world on your neck, you would... It's almost like Jesus did, too, when he walked to the cross. It's almost like Frodo's a bit of a picture of Jesus. Almost. Almost. Would you mock Jesus for falling under the cross? No, you wouldn't. Unless The soldiers did. Unless you were a blasphemous heretic or a pagan, right? If you love Jesus, though, you understand yep. the weight of it yep. and that it was so yep. necessary. And yep. similar, a picture of that is seen in Types Frodo and Shadows. The Ring. Types and shadows. But it's not an allegory. But it's not an allegory. It's a type and shadow. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference. Um, so who is the picture of Christ in Ooh. Lord of the Rings? There's a lot. Here. I guess I went through it a bit. Yeah. They I all think, fall short. Yeah, I think... Would it be hypocritical, like, heretical to almost say Galadriel? Um... Because she's just a light that... That shines in dark Shines places. in dark places. Nothing could overcome it. I know I said that Aragorn falls short, <laughs> but I think he's the one that's the best picture of it. <coughs> because he's the one who does end up ruling and reigning. Mm-hmm. And, like, he comes as a healer. Yeah. He comes unexpected. He comes humbly. Mm-hmm. Right? I think Aragorn is the best choice. Humble and... beginnings kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah. And he does bear a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. Like, he is also... He liberates, um, like, the seeing stone thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that big round orb. And he that was tempted him. in every way. He was. He was tempted. And resisted. And he resisted. And he overcame yeah. it. And, yeah. 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 He... I think it. Yeah, I think it I think is Aragorn. I think Aragorn is the best picture, and like, yeah, mm-hmm. the healer. I, like, mm-hmm. he comes to bind up the broken heart, yeah. kind of thing. Like that. Yeah. That prophecy of Christ yeah. is very much uh, um, Aragorn yeah. is, is pictured, depicted after that. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Kate? I, I was I was thinking of this last night. I was listening to Adventures in Odyssey, and like, I just had such a, a wonderful moment of just like, wow, God is so good. And I had a second where I was like, I'm listening to Adventures in Odyssey. Should I have thought that? Shouldn't I think that while I'm reading my Bible or while I'm praying mm-hmm. or something? And then I realized that I know my Bible well enough mm-hmm. that when something is intentionally pointing to it, I know what they're talking about. Like, I know what they're referencing or it's familiar mm-hmm. to me. It's like, oh, I remember where that is in scripture. And that's what makes me worship. It's mm-hmm. not the thing itself. Mm-hmm. I don't elevate Adventures in Odyssey or Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. above scripture. Mm-hmm. But when they point me to back to scripture then it's just like oh right it's just it helps Mm -hmm. it helps sink it into your mind these time Mm -hmm. these truths from scripture things like a king Mm -hmm. who is loving who comes Mm -hmm. and heals his people Mm -hmm. and is like fulfills the prophecies and reigns Mm -hmm. as a benevolent loving Mm -hmm. ruler kind of thing that's aragorn but it's Mm -hmm. like oh right that's based on christ that's my christ and then you Mm -hmm. think how much bigger is christ and that's the beautiful thing Mm -hmm. about looking at those types and shadows is not that you worship the thing itself, but it leads you back to something that is worthy of worship. Yeah. I love that. So good. Mic drop. Oh, well, okay. Okay. So, like, okay, why did Tolkien say it's not an allegory then? Like, I guess we kind of said yeah. it's not because it's types and shadows, but, like, surely Tolkien was being intentional. What, what are your thoughts on that? Okay, so part of the reason that Tolkien didn't... I think part of the reason he didn't want it to be seen as an allegory was honestly his humility. 
He mm. didn't want his story that he came up with and spent his time on to be I don't think he wanted to be equated or like paralleled with scripture I think he was too humble for that Hmm. and like I think that's a significant reason um I think that if you look at even the controversy around it now among Christians with like witches and wizards and stuff like that I think he probably had enough wisdom to know that that would be controversial Mm -hmm. um and another reason I think is because it's he he didn't also didn't want it to be seen as a children's story, mm. because he thought that would be condescending. And so I think that when you type it up to an allegory, I think part of it is just kind of he didn't want it to be something where it's like dumbing down, and just like oh this is just a nice story that has this moral and it points to this, but it's not really this. I think he kind of un- misunderstood. Yeah illustrative allegories yeah and i think he like when we think of allegories in scripture like i think of parables and stuff like that Mm -hmm. where it's like intentionally pointing to the gospel and he said that his wasn't intentionally doing that it was just a story Mm -hmm. and so like without the intentionality it kind of takes away the allegory is that that's the term right i think so correctly i don't know Mm -hmm. travis can come and correct me it was a long time ago that we researched allegory and it was decided to ignore it yeah we're pretty stupid most of the time then don't we yeah we do i don't care i don't care either everybody on that listens to this podcast seems to think it's okay so yeah Yeah. i think i think that's no one's yelled at us yet hey we'll pull us into their office and say girls heretics you guys need to we haven't been burned at the stake we have not so, according to church history, does that mean we've done things well? I, I don't know. I feel like we'd probably feel... We'd probably be the ones who were in the right if we were burned at the stake. Ah! That's so, true. Martyrs. Oh, all yeah. Left, all, Pam, we're literally taking a class where we're talking about reformers and how they were all burned for their... I've been sick. I missed class. They were all burned for their beliefs and oh, yeah. for the Protestant Reformation, you know, like that kind of really important thing back in that 16th century, just that small little detail. But Calvin wasn't burned at the stake. That's true. Most of them were burned at the stake, though, or true. like killed in other ways. True enough. Grotesque ways. Yeah. And we will not go into them because of the crudest violence. Yeah. But I think that's why. It's not an allegory. It's simply because Tolkien didn't want it to be, because he didn't want it to be. Mm-hmm. And like... Is he also like thought that the another thing another thing is that like allegory kind of implies that it doesn't like it has application to real life, but mm. it's not part of real life. But Tolkien very much took very human struggles. He did, and I think you're supposed to <clears throat> relate so much. And like Tolkien really wanted to bring back a lot of the old things that made tales timeless, and he. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Like, he was inspired by George MacDonald. Actually, so was C.S. Lewis. Great last name, George MacDonald. Probably related to him. Fantastic. Um, so, actually, I've started getting into George MacDonald because if he's the man who inspired Tolkien and Lewis, two of my favorite authors, well, then I better put him on my favorite authors list. I've read one of his books now, and flipping brilliant. Flipping brilliant, because, like, something about dragons not being these cutesy little things is just so much better. Like, there was a trend coming in, like... Speak for yourself, because I love How to Train Your Dragon. Well, you know what? That's that's a you problem. Uh, late 19th century, there was kind of a trend of, like, these nice dragons that you'd sit and have tea with. 
And Tolkien really hated that. He thought it was the worst. And then Smaug comes into the picture. And suddenly it's like, oh, we haven't had a dragon like this in a long time. Like, this is old, old fairy tales kind of thing. And you know what? Do you, how many stories do we tell of happy little dragons? We tell a few. Are they timeless classics? Probably not. The ones with big epic dragons, those ones are timeless. Hence why we still have The Hobbit. And The Hobbit is still one of the best kids' books ever written. Pam's making a face of like, well, that's your opinion. But uh, she can't argue with facts. Facts don't care about your feelings, Pam. I just, I love Toothless. You would, I kind of like him too, but he he He's will not favorite. stand the test of time. I don't care. That's my bet. He won't care. stand the test of time. Neither will the Earth, but I like it. I am about to make a comment that I shouldn't, so I won't. Good. <laughs> okay. I, I was going to say neither do you, will you, but I like you, but then I was just like, wait a second. <laughs> Okay, I was going to ask you something totally off topic, and I don't remember what it was, because I don't have a brain. Fair enough. I'm too tired to have one. So, we'll probably end it there. Yeah. Thank you for listening to our nerd out. Be our blessed. nerd off, I yeah. think. I don't know what it was. I kept my mouth shut for the most part, like, about the really nerdy things. We yeah, could get into the... Okay. You could... Fun fact, mm-hmm. Pam speaks Elvish! Reads. Doesn't she, speak. Okay. Reads. She can read in Elvish. Can. Not much better, Pam. Not much better. I mean, I feel like that is something that enough nerds, like I know a decent amount of people who you wouldn't paint as nerds who read a little bit of Elvish. You know what, Pam? Don't try and make this better. You're a huge nerd. Don't even I don't no one care. <laughs> people, yeah, you do. You do. You do. Because you try and deflect it onto me. Yeah, you I make do. me seem like the the worst Lord of the Rings nerd, which I am a Lord of the Rings nerd, but Pam's worse. She's so much worse. I'm the one who has the ring, yes. It was 12 bucks on Amazon. I couldn't resist. Ominous much. <laughs> I have, know what my Lord of the Rings token is that I have? I have the Argonath as bookends. That's so badly. I stole them from my mom. I said that I was going to take them when she died, and then I did it myself. Do I plan to build a four foot by seven foot canvas frame and And paint paint the the Argonoth on it? Absolutely, I plan to do that. Uh, Am I also planning to get a file of Galadriel tattoo on my arm? Maybe. Potentially. And definitely it won't have FLS growing around it. Definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely not. I would never do something so ridiculously See? nerdy. Am I really the nerdiest one in this room? See, you just don't look like it. You're the unsuspecting nerd. I am the unsuspecting nerd. Although, I've been pretty obvious about my nerdiness and people didn't catch on. I wore a superhero shirt almost every day in first year. And then last year, people were shocked when I said that I watch Marvel. So. I think you're just a more unassuming person than I am. I'm too loud to be unassuming. Yeah. That's, that's probably it. Yeah. You just hide behind me. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. Be blessed in the most chaotic way possible. Go watch The Lord of the Rings and enjoy your coffee.